that his blood was shed for us. Well, tonight we are continuing teaching on, on um, and it's going to go a little different way tonight. The mind, excuse me, the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16, I always start with your foundation. Give you the word. He said, for who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But, but, but we have the mind of Christ. Is that in your Bible? What kind of mind do we have? Isn't that awesome to know, but yet we live by the, our fleshly mind so often? But you know, every born-again believer have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. And Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind, what mind he's talking about, he's talking about the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be your mindset, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let the same mindset, let the same uh, response to situations and circumstances be the same as Christ responded to life. Matthew 4 and verse, let's read Matthew 4, verse 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. Let's read it all. The mind of Christ. Is that something? Verse 1. <laughs> then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. Three. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, I want you to stop there. You notice that Jesus went up there to fast 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He did not go up there to prove that he was the Son of God. But you notice the devil will always attack you with something else that God did not tell you to do. <laughs> that, yeah, that is the what? The mind of uh, the flesh. We're going to see the mind of the flesh always in a constant battle with the spirit of the, the, with the, uh, with the mind of Christ. It will never cease until Jesus comes. But one good thing about it, God giving us the word of God that we do not have to be led by our fleshly mind. We can be led by the Spirit of God. That's why God uh, uh, said in his word that, listen, this is not how you're supposed to live, not by your fleshly mind. I didn't come up here to find out. I know I'm a son of God. So we need to know who we are. Jesus knew he was a son of God, so why should he try to prove it to the devil? If he would have tried to prove it to the devil, then he had doubts whether he was a son of God or not. So anytime we try to prove the devil who we are, we don't have to prove anything. He, we just know who we are in Christ. And it's good to know who you are and know who God is. See, uh, it's another teaching that God was saying that uh, we tend to forget who God is when trouble comes. We forget that he is the almighty God. We forget that there's nothing impossible with God. But we tend to forget. I said, why? Because we only know who he is according to the, uh, the mind of the flesh. And so once the mind of the flesh is attacked with problem situation and difficulty, the mind of the flesh right away forget who God is. 
But when we re, uh, renew our mind, when we renew the spirit of our mind to know who God is and what he is to us and what he has done for us, what he all that he accomplished for us, when the spirit of the mind knows this, hell can go from A to Z. You know that you are sure to come out as a winner because this is a covenant that we have with God, that whatsoever, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. So you know you have a covenant. You don't know when, you don't know how, you don't know when it's going to happen. Oh, you know that in the midst of this, I am to overcome this. But when you only know God according to the intellectual mind, the mind of the flesh, it would only hold up for a season. But when you know God in the spirit, when you know him that way, regardless of what's going on in your life, how dim and how gloom it may seem, but you know that your God made a covenant with you and you're going to come out. Might look bad now, brother. Don't look like I'm going to make it. Look like I'm going under, but I'm not. I'm going under to come up to a higher place. The famous one may say, when you go in the valley, just remember you go in the valley, but you can exalt to a higher place when you come out of the valley. But that should be our mindset. That's why the Bible says, let this type of thinking be your thinking, the way that Jesus Christ thought when he was being tempted. He didn't try to prove anything. He didn't feel bad because it made him look like he was not the son of God. So a lot of times we tend to feel discouraged because what's going on in your life displays that you're not a child of God. But see, trouble does not define who you are. That cannot define you. Mistakes cannot define you. That's not you. That's not you. That's a mistake you made, but that's not who you are. You're a child of God. See, a lot of times we allow problems and situations to define who we are. No, that's not me. I made a mistake. But that's not me. I'm more than that. I'm a conqueror. I'm a child of God. I'm royalty. We are, belongs to a holy priesthood. See, but Jesus was not trying to prove anything. Continue reading, please. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now you watch out for the devil if. 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 If, if you pray longer, God is going to move. If you wouldn't have acted up yesterday, maybe God would have met your need. If, if, if. Watch the devil. He'll use that against you. It's like he tried to trick Jesus. He said, if you be the son of God, because apparently he forgot that Jesus knew he was the son of God. But he wanted to test him and see what Jesus was going to violate God's order. So if you be the son of God, if you be a child of God, why are you going through all this trouble? If you be a child of God, if you baptize in the Holy Spirit, if you speak in tongues, if there's why so much coming your way, if you're a child of God. You shouldn't have no problem. That's a lie. But the enemy would trick your mind, making you think something is wrong. Christians shouldn't have to go through this. 
Then your, in your Bible, in my Bible, I think it's in Matthew 16. I don't know whether it's 33 or not. God said, in the world, you're going to have what? Good times. Huh? What kind? Tell them what kind. What you going to have in the world? Trials and tribulations. But be of good. Why? I have overcome. We all know that, right? But what happened when a trial come your way? What happened when tribulation come your way? What happened when trouble come your way? What happened when a problem come your way? Do you be encouraged? Because God has overcome the world. Are you encouraged in God, not in the trial, not in the tribulation, not in the circumstances? No, we are encouraged because God said, be off a good Courage, be of good courage, for I have, I have overcome the world. Shout for joy, my God, this problem cannot take you away. You belong to God Almighty. God Almighty said, be of good courage. Do not hang your head down because of problem or the situation. He said, lift your head up high. Why? Your redemption draws nigh. You already prophesied what's going to go on. You see, when a child come your way, our way, we should say, my God, the word of God is true. That should give us more boldness in the word. I have a trial. I mean a tribulation. God said it. So if that is true, then everything else is true. Ah, Dr. Bennett, I don't want to relate God's spirit to truth with trials and tribulation. But that's how I look at it, because we're reading the Bible and it happened. That should give you a, a more boldness to stand on God's word, because he said it's going to come to you. So we can know if God said trials are going to come and trials and tribulation coming, then also the blessings should come. Right? Yeah. It's a sure thing. We ain't in a trial in a situation because the Bible said he blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And he said all the promises of God are yea and amen. So all the promises sealed with God, yes, so it had to come to pass because trials and tribulation are knocking at my door. Do you want to know God that way? Uh, you just want to know him through the blessing. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to cut that part out of your Bible, then you tell him you cut it. <laughs> Amen. But you cannot cut it out of the spirit world. You know, and that's something. It's printed in the spirit world. So whatever you cut out of your Bible, how people rewrite the Bible and take out what they want to put in what they want to, that's only natural. But what's printed in the spirit world, they cannot take out. It's there. They can try it, but it's there. You say, well, this one in my Bible, I don't care what's in your Bible. What's in the Bible that is praying in heaven is what we go by. You can change anything you want to, but you cannot change it in heaven. That's why the Bible says, my word is forever. Sell it in heaven. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Why? You know why God's word shall never pass away? Because if God's word passes away, he passes away. Because God and his word are what? One. They're spirit and they're one. You cannot separate God from his word. So that's why God said his word would never pass away. Because he said, I will always be. Before the beginning, I was already here. That's why he said, heaven and earth will pass away, sure. But God will never pass away. And that is his word.
Let's finish reading it. Verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You know, the instruction here. God said, I'm going to tell you how, how we should live. He said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The mind to live by every word. Every word. Not some of the words. He said, every word. How do you live by every word? In every situation. Everything you do. Do it according to the word of God. That's living by the word. We can get there. Why would God command me to live by every word if it was impossible for me to live by every word? Yes, we can live by every word, just as we live by every word of the devil. We live by every word of our flesh. We live by somebody's words, right? So we can live by God's word. He said we should live by his word. Living by God's word is living by him because God and his word is one. Okay, he said, let this man, let this man, meaning that I have the power, I can do it, it's not out of my reach, I can't live by every word of God. Amen. He said, let this be your mindset in every situation. Now, the mind to speak the word, the mind to fight a good fight of faith, that's the type of mind that Christ operated. The mind to speak the word. We are not speaking the word often as we should when problems come. We are speaking what the, what the um, man of the flesh tell us. We speak words sometimes according to how we feel. If we feel bad, we'll speak a bad word. If we feel good, we'll speak a good word. If we just don't feel like that's a gloomy day, we have a gloomy word to say. That's because we're going living by the mind of the flesh. But when you, we are living by the mind of Christ, every day is a good day. I don't care if it's a thousand degrees outside. If God created that and he did, I'm happy with it and I can live through it. Amen. If it's raining outside, I don't care how long it rained. It don't, they said it rained down bullfrogs and all that stuff. I ain't never seen nothing come down. But anyway, if that happened, if God want to rain them down, that's okay. But a lot of people live their life according to the days. If the day is raining, oh, wow. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. He, he said, this is the day. He didn't say, every good day I made, and every time the weather's good, this is the day that I have made. Now you can rejoice. Every day is a good day. If you can wake up in the land of the living, it is a good day. It's good to be in the land of the living. Every day is a gift to us. No such thing as a bad day, a good day. And you know how we choose and pick what day we like. That's the man of the flesh will always do that. The man of the flesh will always complain about anything that God does for us. Every day. The man of the flesh will teach you how to complain about everything. He can start out by you complaining about the weather. He gets you completely in-depth and, and, and complain about the weather, dissatisfied with the weather. Now he said, I'm going to make you dissatisfied with everything, something else. Because that dissatisfied spirit have already taken hold to your flesh, hold to your flesh, so I can take it across the board. Why do you think, why would you complain about the weather? Special Christian. Who controlled the weather? Huh? Well, why are you complaining what God is doing? 
Huh? That's why God, God take complaining seriously. He will set your soul on fire. Read the Bible. Well, how should you complain about the weather? That's for the unsaved. It's not for the saved, because we know that God every day and all types of weather is what we need. And I got to get some more rain. Yes. Oh, this, this rain. I tell you one thing, complaining about it doesn't change it. You can complain all you want. If God want to rain down on you, he's going to rain down on you until he get tired of raining down on you. You can complain. Best to try to find out to get out of get in the house and get out of the rain. Make sure all your stuff, nothing, uh, your pump is working and all that. Don't say, hey, that doesn't rain in the name. No, God said you best to get in the house because you need this rain. You know, I, 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 you know, somebody said to me, I, don't, I just said, you know what, God know what we need. I go in the store and say, oh, when is it going to start raining? I said, you know, God know what we need, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to agree with you against God. God said, let every man be a liar, let God's word be true. I'm trying to keep faith, faith, faith with you and go against God. Because I don't want to say nothing to hurt their feet. I don't care how much they laugh and gig and tell. If you, you know, I said, oh. So a lot of times we try to be nice and be going against God. Well, they were so up high. I don't care how high and up they were, you know, saying something nice. Well, when they say it's going to stop raining, we don't need no more rain. I said, we must need it. It's still raining. I'm serious. I'm there telling them that story. When they come and tell me, no, I'm not going against God. That's my father. I'm not talking against my father. I don't appreciate them talking against my father. That's my father. That's my daddy. You want to go along with them talking about your father, the man that you go to and ask to help you in a time of need? I don't think so. But God will allow them to test you, see if you're going to go along with them talking about him, what he is doing. When this going to stop? And then when the winter come, it's snow. When are we going to get some more nice burn up? When are we going to, it's going to cool off. <laughs> Guys, if it rain on you, complain. If it shine on you, complain. Everything. You're never satisfied. You never said, thank God he knew what we need. Then the Bible said, now, we don't want to relate this to the weather. God said he... <laughs> He know what we have need of before we ask, right? right. We love that one because he said, he know I have a need. I want to meet that need. Yeah, he said, you need rain. <laughs> okay, I just want to open up your mind. This is so close on, on one way of seeing your God. Amen. <laughs>